Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Joe, I wanted to ask, you know, you've played with a lot of people, uh, you probably, you know, have some mentors, uh, other, you know, fellow bandmates. Mm. Um, Has uh, anyone that you've kind of had in that, that, you know, musical realm of of yours, like, shared a piece of advice to you that that resonated that you'd like to pass along? Before my brother left town, I remember asking him about, I, I observed that there were these people that played in this area of the state, most all referring to jazz guys. Mm-hmm. There's these guys on this scene, and then there's these guys in this scene over here in Providence, and then there's these guys in Newport, and then there's these other guys in, in the Fall River area that you play. You know, I said, how come so-and-so never plays with so-and-so? Because in my mind, they were all equal and great players and yeah. people I looked up to and people who I wanted to be, to be like. And it just occurred to me, like, you know, why do you never see, you know, people... Like crossing those lines. Like or this. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I, 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 I wanted to believe that there was something bigger at work here. And it turned out to be common pettiness. He said, he said, this is a small state and there's a lot of people that want to make it even smaller. <laughs> yeah, and I went, and then I saw that to be true, and yeah. I saw how people who I my admired musically and professionally followed that old school thing of like being very protective of their gigs, or having grudges or cliques, or this guy is hip, but this guy isn't hip, you know? Yeah, and I saw that, and I, I said, this makes no sense at all. Yeah, it makes no. What what is the point of this stuff? Yeah. You know, uh, you, you, you think someone's going to steal your gig because you talk to them about, you know, who, who you know. Like where you're playing. Yeah, whatever, or, yeah. you know, you think that there's a competition between you and this guy and that someone's going to win something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that, or you think that, like, you know, to talk this guy down kind of make means that you can play and they can't. Yeah, you know, or or that you know, or, or you won't let young younger players into this circle. It you know, when he pointed that out to me, and I actually started to see that, and stopped being so kind of idealized about the thing. Yeah, it was like, wow, this is you know, I kind of got a sense of what the scene was like and the biz part yeah. of it, you know. Yeah, and it's like that was not the only thing, but that was one thing that stands out that I remember, and I, and I started you know. To see things from that perspective, and and it be, immediately became to me like the question: What's the point of this? What a point of of being like this? Yeah, yeah. To other musicians, you know. And I'm not gonna say that I haven't talked shit about people on occasion. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. You know, I'm a human being. I've done it. I'm not. Per- but it just that i remember that and other things of of that sort but that one stands out and yeah. I'll, I'll give it to my older brother on that is that it just opened my eyes to like you know it doesn't have to be like this mm-hmm. when a young player comes up be encouraging to the guy mm-hmm. you know 
if you play with other people and they ask you about somebody you're playing with and, and they're, they're kind of like talking them down, challenge it. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. He's a nice guy. He can play. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's not burning, but he's a good, you know, he's a good player. Or, or when somebody like, you know, you would get invited into those circles, be grateful for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But also remember who you are. Yeah. And don't get intimidated by it because yeah. they're just fucking people. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that sparked all of that. Not all at once, but it, it, it just gave me a way of looking at what I had been idealizing. And he said it, you know, as as a real advice, knowing that, you know, he told me, you need to start doing some freelance work. Mm-hmm. You need to start taking these kinds of gigs. You'll get more work, and you know. And I'm sure because he knew it, I would it would put me in situations where I had to learn. Mm-hmm. So you know, he he was giving me good advice, but he was also wanting me to go into it not as a fan. Yeah. You know, yeah. who sat in the in the you know in the at the tables at at Allery watching people. But you're going to be working with these guys. They're human beings. They're great players. But they also got some <laughs> some yeah. some foibles and flaws, just like anybody else. They can be petty. They can be competitive, yeah. they can be protective, they can be insecure. Yeah. Uh, so be ready for it, he was saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it, was, it was good advice. Yeah. You know, not to be cynical about it, you know, and once in a while I'm prone to that, but, you know, just, just to be realistic about it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to mess up, they're going to double book, they're going to, like, you know, uh, bump you off a gig because of this or that. That's what people do sometimes. Yeah. For whatever their own reasons are, whether insecurities or, you know, or uh, other deals or they got a better, you know, they got a yeah. better gig. So they're turning you down. It's, it, it works like that. And it's because because they're just human beings. They're not gods. Yeah. Yeah. You may. I, I, I tended to idolize players that, you know, were great oh, okay. you know, players. Yeah. And, you know, you can't do that. You can idolize their playing mm-hmm. and their talent. But they're human beings underneath that, you know, and we all got some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we all got it, yeah. you know. But did that help you also kind of float between some of those different... Yeah, it, it, it almost it made me more cool. determined to like, you know what? Yeah, like I'm not going to get... I'm going to buck against that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to... And then when I got the, the series at Hotel Providence, it, I definitely float... Yeah, yeah. It, it gave me the perfect vehicle and... I didn't get turned down because I, I was the guy with the steady gig. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm everybody's buddy at that point. Yeah, exactly. you know? So, you know, and there was sometimes there were people who wound up on the bandstand who maybe not had, had been together previously. Yeah. You know? Or I would, this week I would be floating with, you know, drawing from this crowd of people, this, this clique. Yeah. Next week the band is going to be formed out of these people. Yeah. You know? Well, who you got next week? Are you going to get this guy? Oh, yeah. It's like, not, in other words, not in my clique. But, yeah, but yeah. they're on my gig, you know? <laughs> oh, all right. It's, it's, yeah, so it, it, that's the other side of it, yeah. It kind of said, it sparked in me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I can to move beyond that. Yeah. You know? And also with young players, too. I, I, I tried yeah. to hire young players whenever I could. On that's that gig, super important, yeah. And you know, uh, and and give them give them a forum, mm-hmm. you know. Somebody yeah. early on, uh, when Leland Baker got into town, said, mm-hmm. "You're gonna you're gonna get Leland Baker on there." And I went to see him and said, "Yeah," and I got him on there. And at that time, he was like, you know, 
not doing a whole. He was just starting to do gigs. But yeah. He came on and tore it up. Yeah. 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 So no, I, yeah, I wanted to important. do that. Yeah. So so that, that that's that's what that would be one one that I can yeah. think. There are a lot of others. Yeah. You know. But um, you know, like people who advise me to like, you need to play less. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. to like leave some or just space. Just playing to the song. Need to leave some space. Kind of, yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like how do you get to that, um, to that, that, you know, playing tastefully to it? Or, and do you also feel any type of like, maybe conflict is the wrong word, but like knowing that that can, like knowing that this is what the song needs and what mm. needs to be there, but also knowing that you have the chops that can like add in a bunch more notes, but like getting okay yeah. with like not. At first, it, it, it was, it was chops versus. The restraints that were being imposed—that's uh-huh. like in my twenties, you know, in, in the early thirties, yeah. you know. And like that's why any, are you that's anybody at the hey, I can do this. Why do you not want me to do it? <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. I've worked really hard to yeah. be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, or, or, or I listen to this on a record, so I think I can. Yeah, know, why? Yeah. Why can't I squeeze it in here? It, that's yeah. what, me in twenties and thirties. I mean, twenty twenties into my early thirties. In my thirties, when I started, you know, it was. Super, it was hard, hard and fast imposed because it was wedding bands and you don't need to, you know, we're trying to play a Lionel Richie ballad here. Yeah. We're trying to play hello. Yeah. Like play the whole notes. Yeah. Make them, make them drop in there. We don't need boom. No, we don't need that. Yes. You know? So that situation demanded that. Yeah. And also, hey, it's the dinner set. We got to play quiet. Yeah. So now I got to work on how to play quietly with, but but still expressively with my right hand yeah. and not fall asleep on the gig. Yeah. So that, that was self-imposed. And then later on, when it's like, all right, this is you know this is a straight-ahead tune. Do a walking line. Yeah. Do a walking line. And in my mind, it's like, do a walking line like who? Like Sam Jones, like Paul, you know, like Paul Chambers, like, yeah. like, you know, like, like Charlie like Hayden. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's quarter notes. That's just swinging quarter notes. That's not a Jocko quote in the middle of it. Yeah. You know? But then when there was, when I, when I would do those tunes, yeah. then it was time. Yeah. And I started to learn, oh, there's a time and a place for that stuff. And, and also it's like, wow, it's cool to be able to play dynamically quiet, but still effective. Or to leave space. Yeah. You know, I started to listen to people where there was space. Little, the first time I saw Little Feet on, live, I saw him twice with Lowell George. When okay. he was like, yeah, it was great. And there's, there's a story behind that too. But um, Kenny Gradney is playing bass, right? He's playing the line, funky ass lines. And at times he'd just like take his hand off the instrument and just, you know, just groove. Big space. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And it's like big hole, you know, not, but it's, it's just not like touching the base. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, man, that's the shit, you know? Yeah. And it was like that kind of stuff. Leave some fucking space. Yeah. You know? And wow. then it, that would make me listen to other guys, you know, that I'm thinking like, you know, and this is, this is, te- this is a terrible cliche, but it's like, you know, white guys playing funk. Guitar players immediately go, bass players, overplaying, like drummers, lots of fills. No. Yeah. You know? Listen, listen, to the, listen to James Brown. Yeah, it's all groove. It's all, 
it's one yeah. line repeated yeah. again and again with a lot of space. You know, yeah. yeah listen to Jimmy Nolan, real, not even full chords, just yeah. you know, <laughs> it's it's it's. There were a couple of people that just that would would say, mm, we need we need more space here. Yeah. And, I, and then I'd try it. I go, yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then when I started playing with songwriters, it's like there's a melody and a, and lyrics going on here. Don't get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You know, these that needs not to be here because you're stepping on something. Yeah. You know. And then when they would give you space, all right, I was like, oh, okay, I'll I can I'll use that. How to do it and not overdo it. And then I, my mind would go to other models like. Rick Haynes from Gordon Lightfoot's band. Mm-hmm. How did he play a real melodic thing with two guitar players and not get in the way and still function as both the bass player and the drummer? Mm-hmm. But he did it all. He managed to do it. You know, and it didn't involve overplaying. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, me in my 30s and, and 40s, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times where people just had to say, chill, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You got you got you got to you got to play less. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lay out here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that can lead into the next question. Maybe you've kind of touched upon it now, but just, you know, mm. from your own personal experience of, you know, writing, recording, playing, being this uh, sideman, session player, you know, everything that you've done in just different, uh, you know, avenues. Like, is there a piece of advice that you've learned personally that you would pass along to the, to the younger player or to someone else? Um, play the song. Yeah. Play the song. No one gives a shit about your chops. Play the song. Yeah, that's overstating it, but you know, no, but but really, when it comes down to that, yeah, yeah, people love it that you, you know your chops. That's really nice. It's very nice. You know, yeah. aren't we aren't we all glad that we had we've developed that? But you're here to play songs. Yeah, you know, and even if you're a jazz player, you know, if you're playing standards, you're playing songs. If you're playing new compositions, you're playing somebody's vision here. Yeah. All right? Maybe they don't have lyrics to it, but they're telling a story in it. You know? If they hired you to be in it, play the song. But do it in a way where you bring yourself to that. Mm -hmm. Like, the the, again, that comes back to that example. Charlie Hayden is probably the best example that I can give of something like that. Him or Anthony Jackson. They have a very definite, you know it's them within a couple of notes. Oh, Okay. But you can put them, you know, they've they've played in so many different contexts and made made it better, but not by overplaying. Mm-hmm. In both cases, it very often by leaving a, more space. Yeah, you know, or doing something that's you know sparse, you know. But they also had chops to spare. Mm-hmm. So have them. Have the per- have the personality and sound, but play the songs. Do you know? Just do play the pieces, and if it's yours, find a way of doing that. That you know, leave space for others to do that. Yeah, you know, like you know, if you're if you're a bass player, I'm not a big fan of like solo bass stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's astounding that you know. I'm. I'm. It's 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 great to see that someone. Has developed, you know, what they do. That, but to me, it's like, I, I want to, I want to hear an ensemble thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like solo piano that much. You know. Yeah. And like, you know, solo jazz guitar is great. Joe Pass is great. He was my brother's mentor. 
yeah. but I want to hear what Joe Pass does with the rhythm section. Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I love Jocko Pastorius, but I loved what he did with Pat Metheny or Joni Mitchell's context because he was in an ensemble. Mm-hmm. You know? And he, his voice was definitely there, but it was in yeah. an ensemble. To yeah. me, it's like play, play the songs, play as part of the ensemble. Yeah. And find a way of doing that as yourself. Yeah. You know, we all go through those phases where we're like imitating other people and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Find your own sound and then play songs with it. Yeah. Be part of a song. Because when you're part of, and this this is what I love about Evening Sky, we're part of something bigger. It's not about what I can play or the solo or here's the place where I play the melody, oh boy. (laughs) But it's like, nope, this is where the, the story goes like this. Yeah. You know, or this, this is where it turns, you know, <laughs> like that. Um, you know, it's it's being part of the ensemble that plays a song. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, not many people get to do that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. How many people come to hear what you do or what I do and don't ever get to do that? Yeah. That's not a part of their life. They didn't grow up with that. Yeah. And they're not, you know, for, for whatever reasons, they don't do that or they don't get to do that or maybe they wish they did. Maybe they just like seeing other people doing it. But that's not everybody gets to do that. Mm-hmm. You're fucking lucky. Yes. Yeah. You know, I say that on the way to a lot of gigs that I'm going to. I get to do this shit again today. I can't believe I get to do this again. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's like. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, so play. Play the song, play the ensemble. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I've seen, it seems that you just like really love like the collaboration and the, yeah, like, you know, yeah. There's nothing like that. Yeah, there's nothing like that. Even if it goes in directions that you weren't expecting or or wouldn't even necessarily like. Yeah. But when you go along with it, it's like okay. Yeah. And if you really don't like it, don't take the next game. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, yeah. I'll give you yeah. yeah. Don't, don't pick <laughs> up when yeah. the phone is. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. People do it all the time. Yeah. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not a, everything, everything is not life and death, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary um, Willis's thing was, it's only music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't, it's not, you know. Yeah, be cool. It's only music. Don't worry. Don't get so worked yeah, up about yeah. it. It's art, man. It's yeah. Not, <laughs> you know, it's not, so, um, and yeah, then, you know, I, I just always love to ask because I'm curious as to what inspires musicians. And it could be, you know, not only just uh, the those that they've looked up to, those that you've looked up to, mm. but it could just be more in like general in life. Like, is there, um, you know, something that pushes you? Um, it's 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 that small group interaction for me is the is a big thing okay i'm not a fan of huge ensembles uh, you know my ears can't get around like symphonies or big bands and that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. but it's a small ensemble yeah and just that, being you know things that 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 inspires and hearing it's the conversation that goes around on among the individuals mm-hmm that's uh, you know that, that that still fascinates me you know mm-hmm. and be, and to listen to it but also to be able to be a part of it you know to go and hear it someplace where it's happening or listen to it on recording but also to to get to do it with real people that I I dig that that and people outside of music who have thrown themselves into 
making a little piece of the world better. I've been re- like really lucky to work with people who walk the walk. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was some radical nuns that I worked with when I first started teaching, who to this day are still doing things directly mm-hmm. for pe- that that help people mm-hmm. that no one wants to deal with. You know, uh, people who do that kind of stuff. The people that you know work where I work, that work with kids who have been abused, mm-hmm. that I could never do. You know, but they. You know, they know how to do it. The yeah. ones that are really good at it know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, um, you know the the guy who was the GED teacher worked for me at Crossroads. Who I I know that that, that there's at least a couple of his students where he literally saved their lives because of the way he worked with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and he's a GED teacher, but you know, and yeah, but uh, I I saw it. You know? Yeah. Um, you know Tony Medeiros, who worked the fr- Tony worked at the front desk at Crossroads for seven years. Wow. He was like that, and this was before they moved into the big building where they are now. They used to be at Travelers Aid on Union Street, which was underground. Okay. It's it's a big parking lot now, but it used to be a complex of a couple of stores. It was a storefront. Yeah. The GED classroom was in uh, an old Radio Shack. On wow. street level, and then you would go to go into the main room where the clinics were, and the community room. You'd go down a flight of stairs under the under the under the ground. Tony worked the front desk there for years, and he basically caught everybody who came in off the street. Yeah, who got released from prison, who got dumped in Providence from outlying communities because they were homeless. You know, yeah. people like that, people who had no no idea where to go. You know, and he would be the guy that they would come to first. And he was so good at meeting them there, not judging them, not taking any shit, letting them know exactly what's what, but also asking, like, what can we do to help you? Yeah. And then making it happen. Yeah. Yeah, following You know, in a way that respected, that people felt respected, that, you know, that they didn't feel like they were just like, you know, everybody else treated them, you know? Mm -hmm. But also in a way that that had humor and also took no bullshit either. Yeah. It's like you gotta go when it was time for somebody to go. He, he somebody like that inspire you know inspires me mm-hmm. because th- that came out in his music. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie Hayden was like I. Charlie Hayden did a workshop at the Music Mansion years ago. He had played a gig with his quartet at CCRI the night before, which I missed because I was working. But he was doing a workshop Saturday morning, so I made sure I went to that. He didn't play a note. There was a drum set there that was going to have a drummer. The drummer never got up. All Charlie Hayden did was talk about being a human being mm-hmm. and his experiences, you know, as a musician and growing up, and what that, how what that taught him about the kind of human being you have to be and how that directly affects you, what how you play, mm-hmm. and it's like directly connected to how you play. There's not like as I play and then I do I live the rest of my life. He said it's 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 totally connected. And he talked for like an hour and a half. Wow. Never played a note. And it was, it was one of the profound, most profound musical things I've, I've, I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he, it was like, this is like, 
a real living musician. This is what it, you know, what, what being a real living musician and living as an artist is mm -hmm. that's so far disconnected from the cliches that we have about, you know, what a musician is or what an artist is, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. is the deepest musician because of the kind of human being he was, yeah. you know, and, and what he, how he saw the way he, he should live as a human being, you know, and that, that had a profound effect on me musically. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that, non-musical things. The musical yes. stuff is like, you know, people who developed their own sound stuck with it yeah. and found a way to make it work. And they're, they're identifiable and personal. That Those are the people I dig. Yeah, yeah. You know, like him, Anthony Jackson, Steve Kahn, the guitar player. Yeah. Very underrated guitar player. But like, you know, you know it's them. Yeah. You know, and no matter what they do, you can you, you know they're in there. And, but they can move among different contexts yeah. and still be comfortable. You know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the stuff that, it, you know, those things. This is the shit that, you know, that, that, that's, you know, I think about this shit a lot. I yeah. really, really do. When I'm driving in the car, I, I, I do, you know, if I'm on my way to gigs and stuff like that. And every once in a while I have to remind myself of it because, you know, like particularly during the wedding band years. Yeah. You know, it was like, I, that was that was kind of like being in the wilderness, the musical wilderness. <laughs> but I learned a bunch there. Yeah, I learned a lot, and we were able to buy a house. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's work. It's the other thing is it's work. Yeah. You know. Yes. I, don't, I hate it when they say, "Oh, you, you like to play?" No, I work as a musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, so there, there's always always been that the work aspect of it. Yeah. And then uh, you know. As much as I hated doing take wake me up before you go go, <laughs> I remember I, when I had that was one of the first tunes I had to learn for that first wedding band I was in, yeah. and I knew this was in at this time of year. I auditioned for them right after Thanksgiving, got the gig, and this is right after playing for four years with Dave Tannery and Vinnie Pagano, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and just like slamming. And okay, you get the gig. Here's the first few tunes we get to learn, and it's like oh, that was a hit at the time. So we're, yes. we're gonna start doing this one. I'm like, oh, oh god, yeah. oh <laughs> man, oh man, what am I getting? And here's here's the calendar for for the next few months, you know. And starting in March, it was wedding, 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 wedding. wedding. Yeah. I was like, oh man. And, and I just remember thinking, like, you know, you make them a ton of money, but what in the world am I getting myself into? You know, yeah. I was like, oh god. And that's that was that was the beginning of another lesson. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, that's amazing to hear, uh, and no, I, yeah, I love it, and, and I appreciate you sharing all this stuff. Thanks. Thanks, Gio.
Thank you.